Hello and welcome to episode 27 of season 3 of the Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Well, normally our tradition is to begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week, but um, with the best score in poem or song format. Normally that I would I would be taking those honours um, because I think... Now Kylie could be coming close behind me, but I've had pretty good game week with uh, bench boost played. Um, but this week we're foregoing that because of course we do have our Man City versus Arsenal match coming up tomorrow night. Um, probably on tonight based on the time you guys will all be listening to this pod um, but um, just because of that we're not going to bother with our poem this week nor are we going to give our standings in the Classic League more on that next week um, in place of our rant of the week also because we're in such good humour and we want to bring a bit of light and a bit of fun to the galaxy we thought we'd give our nice stories from, from game week 29 so um, Kylie um, I'm going to come to you first on it, and I'll give you the first um, the first opportunity to give a little bit of good news to our listeners. So tell them about your good news story. Well, my good news story is um, that I got a a wonderful birthday gift, delayed birthday gift from Harvey Barnes, in 19 points. So I'm very happy camper. I'm on 56. It was looking like a terrible fantasy football birthday weekend because I wasn't getting my birthday hat trick, but it happened, and um, so I can't complain too much. But because I'm um, quite demanding, I would like an actual hat trick from Pepe uh, on Wednesday, which is probably fairly implausible, but I'm still feeling quite chipper. If that, if that, if that hat trick means that Arsenal beat City, you can have the hat trick. Thank Ali. you. I need to be specific. It needs to be Pepe and not Aubameyang. Absolutely. Pepe Hattrick in a 3-2 in a three two defeat of Man City with a Aguero brace and we'll all be happy and then we can just wrap I, up the I title. I won't be happy about that, again. but um, we, they, <laughs> by the way... Um, Take one for the team, Doc. Yeah, Kylie, I like the way you pretty much put a verbal asterisk beside the quite, I'm quite demanding back there, but um, we'll move on swiftly. <laughs> Softened it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. to my, um, my good news story, as, as mentioned, bench boost. I had, um, as I've wildcarded a good few weeks ago now, and my bench has been has featured, of course, McCarthy and Stevens of Southampton fame. And pretty much my bench boost every week. I've been looking at it going, is this the week to just take a little bit of a punt on them? I don't like having to keep um, a little, even even a small little bit extra of money on my bench. Um, so this week I looked at the fixtures and I went, you know what? I think I feel this this one could be a good one to play it. Um, and I'd made a few more transfers as well. So. McCarthy, Mount, Stevens, and Sice, so 28 points bench boost. So um, I'm delighted with that. That's a lot more than I've ever gotten before on bench boost. So Fantastic, man. It's thrilling. But, well, um, boost, yeah. It played out really if nicely. If only your captain delivers. Mm, if, if, De Bruyne, if De Bruyne was playing tomorrow night and if he does something. Um, otherwise, Salah um, was my vice. But um, yeah, hopefully it's not a bad vice. Not a bad vice. In the game week we, that it is, yeah. We shall see. And Marzi, what's your good news story? Oh yeah, gosh, yeah. The the week the the, the week was going into a disaster with uh, 
Aguero playing 59 minutes as my captain. But then uh, the Lord comes to the rescue with 12 points and I'm sitting there going, oh, for good, the love of God, I don't want KDB to play. Please, KDB, be a wuss. Please make your back hurt a bit more. And then uh, Brendan surprises me and pinches Perez and I'm sitting there through that. The whole, I, I rinsed the shisha so bad I, was what, I decided to go and watch the game for my sins, even though I didn't have any Leicester players because Perez was benched and I benched Soyuncu. And uh, he did, uh, honestly, when he did the third sub, I think I messaged you guys, I yeah. celebrated, I celebrated <laughs> like, 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 like I got the break so from, from yeah. Barnes. Absolutely. 12 points. Uh, I just did not want it on my, uh, because it was a last minute decision. For a second I thought you had Barnes. You were no, so excited. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing is, it was a last minute decision to bench Lundstrom. I was starting him and then I, I thought, okay, let me bring Saka in. Uh, would Lundstrom play one here, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I regretted it the minute I did it because I, I, when I realised he was starting, I thought, you know, when he starts, he does deliver. That's that's the thing with Lundstrom. But yeah, I'm happy, 12 points. So, what, I think 48 now, to be honest. And I've got, if they play, three players. If not, there's a clean sheet from Soyuncu for KDB, Aguero captain and Saka. So let's see what happens. But I can't complain with the, getting the 12 points. I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, I'm on 86 minus the eight, but um, the I it'd be lovely even if I got over 100 um before the eight is taken off um would be lovely, but that would um KDB Mares and Foden would have to do something tomorrow, and hopefully Arsenal do nothing for ye too. Actually, Mares, you don't have Excuse any me? Arsenal, do you? <laughs> Sorry, my my inner evil <laughs> Don came out there, Kylie, for a moment. I have I have Saka. I have Saka, Saka. No. so you don't have anyone. So um, it's a win-win situation <laughs> for us, Don. If Arsenal do something, it means we we only need one more game for the title. If they don't, it means City that have have won and likely that some of the players that we have will deliver. So I see it as a win-win, just like the Manchester derby. I sat there laughing watching it because any outcome would have is good for good for Liverpool. For mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, man, you did great. But um, let's let's move on with our big topics because we have a few to cover off. Um, uh, Marzi, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I, Liverpool, of course, everyone is generally talking about Liverpool, whether they're going to take their foot off the gas, when they will seal the Premier League title, which hopefully we will, and whether there'll be a crowd there to um, cheer them on as they do it. But um, what's your thoughts on Liverpool um, in over the next couple of game weeks and beyond um, who do you think we can be relying upon and kind of what way would you like to optimally line up your team for the game week 31? Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting one. Look, um, I switched from double attack to double defence and then back to double... Uh, sorry, from double defence to double attack for the double game week and then back to double defence defense because I thought we'd be tight, which which has been the, the case, by the way. We've been winning 1-0 uh, or, or, or well, re- recently conceding a couple, but... Luckily, um, some uh, you know either Trent or Van Dijk would would chip in or something. Uh, but I think um, look, I think all depends on what what happens tomorrow. If we're still in the Champions League, I still think I see, um, especially if we seal the title so, uh, sooner rather than later. And depending, obviously, what happens with the Champions League with the whole Corona thing, if we're still in it, I see um, Klopp will 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 focus on that and will give uh, players a rest. I think whatever happens, though. In the Premier League, uh, whether we're in the cham- in Champions League or not, once the title's sealed, I, I think it makes absolute. It's been a demanding season 
for, for the whole team. And we don't have the biggest of squads. So if you won the league, and there's no other cup competitions in, in England, right? So the, you've got your European team, fine. I think it's, it'll be, it makes sense to, to blend in some of the youngsters and some of the fringe players like Yuman Amino, Yoketa, even Ox, some of the youngsters like Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott. Get them to play with the, with the first team whilst giving people like Van Dyke, Robertson, Trent, Salah and Mane a rest because it has been a ridiculous season. Right? And you can see it, you can see it on the players now. They're getting tired and they're making mistakes because they are getting tired. But hopefully, we'll, well, we will get over the line. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I think uh, we will know within the next two, three games what happens. So I think w- w- the good thing about it is you don't need to change anything right now because Liverpool are playing in game week 31. You don't want to check. You don't want to be on a transfer on a team that is already playing. So you, you see what happens. And then by 32, we might be in or out of Europe or the league might be done. Now, by the time the double game weeks come, you will see what the pattern of Liverpool team. Because, yeah, of course, I, I think the, the other side of it is we will play with freedom. Mane and Salah are selfish players, and they would want they want to be on in uh, for the golden goal uh, for the golden boot race as well. So, you know, we could be just right. Like, let's just go score for fun. Um, but do you really want to spend uh, a chunk of your um, uh, money? on a team that does not have any double. So it's really a balancing act and really need to see what happens. So what, my advice would be, and, and that's what I'm doing, I'm keeping... So I've, at the moment, I have two defenders and, and Salah. I will stick with that until I see what happens with the Champions League and when the title's done. By the, t- by the time 34 comes, and definitely 37, we will see what Klopp is doing, and then I'll make a decision then. But likely, uh, if we're still playing a strong team, I will switch and go with the double attack for, for a bit of fun. Cool, Mersey. Um, and Kylie, of course, City is the other team the, uh, that have been at the top of the Premier League all season, but um, but just basically they're they're look like they might be took, taking their feet off the gas a little bit with the league looking lost and little danger of dropping out of the top four positions. Um, with a blank coming up in 31 and Pep hinting towards his priority being the FA Cup and of course Champions League, what are your thoughts on FBL managers? What they can expect from City to wrap out the season? I think City are quite difficult um, because there's there's so many different things going on. So obviously, as you just said, we, we do have a Burnley. Uh, well, we have Arsenal first uh, tomorrow slash today, whenever you're listening. Um, and much will depend on, on the team that's put out there, I suppose. Um, but then we have Burnley, then we have a blank, then we have Liverpool, then Southampton, and then they don't have a double in 34. They will presumably have their their Newcastle fixture um, in the midweek, but it won't be a double. Um, and even though they have a nice run of fixtures after that with Brighton, Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich, we are at that closing point of the season. So, you know, you look at those, those immediate fixtures, certainly, um, and then you layer in the fact that De Bruyne had this injury scare, would they risk him ahead of a very important match against Madrid? We've seen extreme rotation, and really, De Bruyne was that one gold standard asset that we felt confident would play every match um, when fit. And indeed, really, since having rested him before and then them losing those matches, that has been the case. Um, lots of people invested in double game week players from City and um, they either didn't start in the case of Mares and obviously De Bruyne or Jesus 
Um, or they came off in the 59th minute, as is the case with Aguero and Bernardo Silva. So, you know, the, that extreme investment in them is not looking super rewarding at, at the moment. And with a blank coming up and attention falling elsewhere, it really does beg the question whether you should be moving on. I certainly think that if you have, I think you have to look at De Bruyne somewhat differently perhaps than than others. I think the likes of Mares and some of these other players, I personally would be getting off them anyway. I don't want to carry those kind of players in a blank. I think there are so many other players in your team Bruno, for instance, might be one that you're going to want to hold on to. Um, and if you're not free hitting, maybe bench him instead so you can sell some of them. De Bruyne, he is so tricky. If he does not play tomorrow, then you're really going to have to ask yourself, okay, he's obviously trained, so he's probably fit. We've had really mixed messages from Pep basically every time Pep has spoken to the media in the last couple of days. He's given us a different message. It's like being on a roller coaster. I think um, you have to genuinely consider selling him, and I've had him for so long, and the thought of selling him breaks my heart. But at this point of the season, you need points. You need players that are going to play. We're starting to see some other teams forming. People are going to be breaking out wild cards soon. Um, if they haven't already played them. And I think if there is a suggestion that De Bruyne isn't going to play, especially, you know, if they get if they get through that Champions League match going beyond um, this week and, and they beat Real Madrid, then I, it just increases the concern even further. There's that quote from Pep as well, which backs what you say, by the way, where he said, basically, we have... Um, Two, two important games to focus on, yes. Newcastle and Madrid. He didn't even mention Arsenal yeah, or Burnley. He didn't name-check Arsenal or Burnley. He came and he made some other statement, I think, afterwards that sort of implied that maybe De Bruyne was going to be fit and then he's come back and he said, oh, he's trained, but we don't know if he's going to be fit. So he's given a clear indication of what his focus is, which makes sense, all things considered. Um, but it's a bit concerning, I think, as an owner, of any of their assets. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. The, 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 as is, uh, you know, I've said, I, I love Sergio, but he basically is one of the reasons that ha I've had a, a, it's kind of halted my, my mini revival because I have him and then you think he's going to be explosive. Then he doesn't play one game and you think, right, if he doesn't play this game, he's definitely going to play the next game. He plays yeah. and does nothing. And this is the, it's such, it's the same thing. If he doesn't play tomorrow, then you think there's a high chance that him and KDB, if they don't play tomorrow, they'll play on Saturday. But actually, no guarantees they do or they deliver. The, the one thing that I would say is Pep always talks about rhythm, and I think he would want yeah. to play them some minutes before Madrid. If it's not tomorrow, I can see them doing something on Saturday. And to be honest, at home, they, you know, against Burnley, you would fancy City. But definitely, after for me, the last game for these guys is most likely game week 30 and then they are out. So much money that I can spread around where I, you know, I'm not, I'm not free hitting and then I'm going to wildcard after. I want the money. So thank you very much and just move on. I think that makes sense, yeah, to hold for 30 
unless something comes out that's super concerning. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not free hitting, there's a a move to be made from one of those to to someone. Even if you are free hitting, I guess. Yeah, you mentioned actually Burnley a minute ago there, Marzi, with the you know in terms of their fixture coming up. But um, that's what we want to actually move on to next is the the non-free hitting team. So basically, a lot of people are kind of debating between the free hit for 31 or else just kind of using a couple of transfers, maybe a hit or two to get out a decent lineup for that game week. Um, for those who aren't going to play that free hit chip, however, Mars, you're going you're gonna to look at a good few of the options that people maybe are considering getting in um, and uh, basically give us the rundown on who you <coughs> like and who you don't. Absolutely, yeah. I think, like you said, look, there's there, a lot of people are considering whether to free hit or not, and really depends on the setup of your team. But what I would say, so I'm somebody. I'm going to use my team as an example. I'm not going to go through my team, but how what what I'm thinking. I've got seven players already, so for me, free hit would be a waste. I would rather save it for later on. So then I would look at my team and think, right, I, I don't want to fill my team with crap players. But actually, what what I've decided to do is look at it as a two to three fixture block. You've got game th- game week thirty, game week thirty one, and game week thirty two because I'm I'm think when I look at the fixtures of thirty two, I might wild card in thirty three. It just depends. But even if I don't, even if I wild card in thirty two, I brought in some players that will give me two to three to three game weeks. So that that's the way I'm looking at it at it right now. And wh- when you do that, you look at the teams. So for example, uh, if I start with Bournemouth, Bournemouth have got Crystal Palace at home, Wolves away, and Newcastle at home. That's the next three fixtures they have. Bournemouth, honestly, you can't get better fixtures. Now, I've seen some debate about them turning a corner. I'm not really sure. I mean, look, yes, they they looked okay against Liverpool, but then Liverpool were not on it, to be honest, and we still won. Um, Wilson is is one of well, Colin Wilson is one of these players that can be very frustrating. But to be honest, if I was to look at Bournemouth, what I would say is I would stay away from their defence. I like Ake, but they just concede too many. They concede too many for my liking. Um, I don't really fancy any of their midfielders apart from Harry Wilson. He's been, I looked at his minutes, not great, but he has been injured then he didn't play against Liverpool, so you think he will start. And then there's Callum Wilson. So there's two options from them, and you have three good fixtures. You're not going to get better fixtures from Bournemouth. Um, moving on, moving along, you've got a team like Watford. Watford again. So Bournemouth are similar to Watford. Both teams must win, and this is what I like about game week 31. It's actually given us teams that are fighting for something, apart from Tottenham. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and the rest are. You know, Liverpool want to want to wrap up the league, and the rest of the teams are trying to, to stay up, to stay in the league. So it's and and then you've got Wolves fighting for for European places. So Watford have, uh, you know, okay. They just lost to Palace, but they're one of those teams that at home uh, are ridiculous. Actually, they, uh, you know, I'm not a big stats person, but I looked at it and they, some of their players deliver an average over five points per game. Yes, I, I got a stat in there. Did you, did you notice that? Yeah, good. So uh, if you look I'm at Watford, in shock over that, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, they're quite, you know, if you don't have a keeper of, or if you're thinking of bringing in a keeper, Foster is actually a great option, especially at home. Watford have got Leicester at home. Um, and okay, yeah, Leicester have just had a good game, but I, I wouldn't say Leicester are the most difficult of teams to play against. They've got Burnley away and then Southampton at home. Not the, not, not the prettiest of, of fixtures, but not the worst either, if you look at them as a block. And again, Foster is one of the options. If you're really strapped for money, Cat, Cat Cart could be an option. I don't like the rest of their defenders because they change too much. 
Then you look at their midfielders, and yes, the core is, is, is a good option, uh, but I, I really like Saar. I think Saar at home, uh, he had two double figures at home against United and Liverpool. So that's, you know, that's encouraging. Uh, and then obviously the main man himself, Dini, uh, is, is, is another great option. He, he leads by example. So um, moving along, Burnley. Burnley have got, so Burnley are one of those teams. You've got City next, so that's really, I wouldn't look at them for, for 30. I've got Pope, so he will start and that's it. But then you've got Watford at home and Crystal Palace away. Again, two good games for a team that is, you know, I, from them, I would say if you have, I, I personally would not double double on, on their defenders. So I would not go with a defender along with Pope. But I think Wood is a great, great option. He's, he's, he's on form again. He's scoring. He's getting involved, especially at home. Um, and then if you really fancy um, a punt in midfield, Dwight McNeil, he's, he, he's not too bad, depending on, on your budget. Um, next team, Spurs. I mean, they just got spanked 3-0. Uh, honestly, for me, the only player that I would look at is Ali. But with Ali, you have to be really careful. There's this ban. He's been charged by the FA and he's going to come. And we don't know when. So it could be now. It could be game week 31. We will know before that. But Spurs have got United at home, West Ham at home, and then Sheffield United away. I'm and actually, also, they've now got another injury in Bergwijn. Yeah, Bergwijn is, is injured. Out for the season, right? Out, out for the remainder, I yeah, believe. Yeah, apparently. It's not being confirmed. And they also just lost somebody else. I think it was uh, Sanchez. So, another defender. He's uh, There's an ankle injury. We don't know how bad that is. That was just before the game today. He wasn't in the squad. So, they can't, I mean, their players must be shattered. I look at Ali sometimes. I watched the game against Burnley. And if it wasn't for the penalty, Tottenham have not scored in the last three games now. If you take away the penalty, they lost to Leipzig, they lost in the league, and they drew with Burnley. There's, where are the goals coming from? Okay, maybe you could say Lucas Moura, but honestly, I think there's so many better attacking options that Ali would be the only one that I would look at as a, as a, because you might have extra money. Um, then uh, West Ham. So I actually think West Ham are one of the teams that, again, fighting for relegation, and they see... Look, against Liverpool, they were brilliant. They weren't that bad against West, against Arsenal. Again, I would not look at their defenders. I think with defenders, most of us have one or two Liverpool defenders. Most of us have a Wolves defender. So you need one more defender. You, you pick one from the other teams if you don't have a double Liverpool defence. And don't spend too much time on it because it's, it needs to be a cheap defender that is going to just play for that game. Where, but where I think there's options with West Ham... So, for example, I've got Snodgrass. Now, he's not started the last two games, and I'm hoping he gets his place back. But the other, the other option is Antonio. Antonio is interesting because the eye test tells you that he's involved in everything. Stats show that he's only got an assist or a goal in the last five or something like that. Now, against Arsenal, he should have really had got something. Um, another option is Haller, but I think there's better strikers out there. I had Haller for one double game week. He got an assist. I wouldn't go there. I think you've got with, with Wolves and with Burnley and even Liverpool, there's, there's better and Bournemouth, there's better options for a striker. But if you do want uh, also this, this new kid, um, Bowen, he seems to be quite um, lively and, uh, and what a differential to have for, for a couple of games. So they've got Wolves at home, Tottenham away and Chelsea at home. And here's the thing with, with West Ham, actually. If you look at their record against Chelsea, it's ridiculous. They love playing against Chelsea. And they love playing in, in, in derbies. And to be honest, uh, can they beat Tottenham? Yes, I think so. 
I, I just don't see Tottenham doing, doing much. And Wolves at home, they could score. That's that's the thing. I mean, with Wolves, you don't you don't have. Um, they might not be the best defending team, right? One one thing I wanted to add in actually as well, Mars, was mm. um, the Ngakia guy. Say he's a four mil defender. He was um, our guy Suj from the Planet FBL pod. He pointed yeah. it out on Twitter at the last day. He's like four mil, been playing the last few games. Um, so he's pretty much um, a, a good a good people. If if someone wants to save a few bob and um, and get him in, he should be playing game week thirty one. Yeah, and, it could um, be. I just don't really like the defense. I, I, yeah, but it's, it's somebody that I'll play them. probably in 31. If I get him in, it will mm. be playing him in 31, and he'll just be sitting on the bench then the rest of the time. Because uh, yeah, bench yeah, players play, they, they are reversed. playing Tottenham, and we just say Tottenham are a bit impotent in front of goal right now. They just don't don't have goals, and they, they, their legs are going. And the last two teams, there's no need to focus too much on. You've got Wolves and Liverpool. You can easily have three from each. I mean, Wolves have got uh, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, and Aston Villa away in the next three. And here's a fun fact for people who think Wolves were frustrating against Brighton. Actually, their record against Brighton is one of the worst. They do not seem to... Brighton always seem to turn them over or get a draw. So forget about that one. Jota and Jimenez have been brilliant. Um, defensively, they're also doing okay. You've got defenders like Doherty, Sice, uh, even Bolly from set pieces uh, doing well. Um, so you could easily go double attack or double defense, or if you fancy, you know, a, a, a Moutinho or a, or a Neves punt. The thing with Wolves is one thing that I've noticed with uh, Nef- with the um, with their manager is he's very he rotates especially when the players play three or four games in a row. And, for example, what he does also is the wing-backs and Jota are the ones that seem to always suffer. And this is one of the reasons that I decided to go bully over Doherty, which did not work. But Doherty has played the last few games. I would not be surprised, especially with Europe on the horizon, that he gets a rest. Now, the the advantage is Torore is not fully fit, so he might still play. Jota is another one. He's played the last four games. Maybe he will see the draw against Brighton as a, OK, I need to freshen the legs and could use some of the younger strikers. You know, But they are still chasing Europe, so maybe he will play his strongest team. It's just something that I've noticed with him, and he's talked about it before. When they play two to three games, he's, he then rotates because he wants fresh legs. So just watch out because... If he does in 30, then you're safe for 31. If he doesn't, then it could be a risk. Just something to watch out for. And the other team is Liverpool. I mean, I don't need to look at fixtures for Liverpool. I think I think you need to, to treble, treble up on Liverpool. Um, Kylie, the other situation that, of course, people will be looking at is if they are free-hitting into 31. So, um, of course, if they're doing that, they're not going to be particularly looking at players for that game week right now. But um, who would you be looking at? What teams, what players? Um, give us some of your highlights. Yeah, okay, so that is, I guess, the the critical benefit of of free hitting in 31 um, is that you're not having to narrow your focus right now in terms of transfers on selecting from that small few range of teams there. Um, It it does leave you free to consider some of the form options who have nice surrounding fixtures. Um, So 20, uh, sorry, 30, for instance, 32, um, 33, depending on... uh, whether you've wildcarded or planning to wildcard, but you, you, you have your options open. Um, and there are a few teams that are emerging as form picks uh, who do have good fixtures that coincide there or are certainly reasonable ones. So one of them is the currently rampaging Chelsea. They have 
Aston Villa, more on that in a minute. Uh, they do have the blank, obviously. Then they have West Ham and then they have Watford. Um, and there's there's a few options there that are looking good. Obviously, there have been recent changes in the team. We're seeing um, the lovely Giroud uh, playing in the last three games. He's 6.5 million. He's got two goals and an assist. And he could be an interesting swap for the now dreadfully out of form Ings. I know that, um, you know, it's, it's not like Ings has terrible fixtures or anything. He, he does. I think his next fixture is Norwich, but arguably at the moment, Villa is a better fixture than Norwich. Um, so over the, the three starts that Giroud has had, he's had nine attempts on goal compared to five for Ings. Four of them were shots on target. Two big chances, one of which was scored. Um, Ings has only had one shot on target, one big chance, no goals in that period. So, you know, that could be a, an interesting little punt. Um, you're free hitting. It's not like it really matters um, which way and and Villa are Villa. Um Another one from Chelsea is Alonso, who's come back into that team in that same period. He's had 11 attempts on goal in the last three game weeks. So he's just, we have such fond memories of what that man can do. Uh, players like William are doing really well. Um, Mount's come back in. Gilmore is an excellent player, but um, not one to be looking at from an FPL perspective, I think when there are other options that are, are right in the mix, but certainly from a football perspective, he looks the real deal. Um, so Chelsea is one that I would absolutely be considering if I was in this position. Um, we also have the Bruno team in uh, Manchester United. So theoretically, their fixtures aren't quite as good because they play Tottenham next. But given everything that was just said about Tottenham, uh, I really don't think that we consider that a, a challenging fixture. So they've Tottenham, a blank, then they have Brighton, and then they have Bournemouth. And what Bruno has done to this team is huge. He's 8.5 now, which is 0.5 more than he started at, which is still so cheap compared to what we thought. But he has really invigorated this team. He's got two goals and three assists and six bonus in his five matches. And in those five games, he's had 19 attempts on goal, seven of them on target. Now, granted, only five of those are from inside the box, so something to consider. But um, he he is really creative. And I guess if you stack him up to Marshall, who has also been scoring, so many will be considering him, um, and they do seem to be linking up now. But Marshall's had 10 attempts on goal and six on target, and Marshall is their striker. So uh, I, I just think if you don't have Bruno, he's probably one that you're going to want, um, and, and that certainly makes sense. In terms of other teams, you know, there is Arsenal. It'll be quite interesting to see them tomorrow, and we do have the luxury of seeing them play a, another match um, before any decisions are made. But I suspect that people who are free-hitting and do have Aubameyang won't necessarily be looking to get rid of him because he plays Brighton, then he blanks, then he's got Norwich, and then he's got Wolves. So, you know, some decent fixtures there. Um, I certainly don't think that anyone's going to be looking outside of those options. Look, I went Pepe for the, the double um, for fun more than anything, but um, I don't think that, the yeah. others... 
Um, well, I did until he did nothing, and then I was cursing him and also <laughs> cursing myself because I was I thinking what it, kind of lunatic. I captained him as well. Listen, fair play to you, Kylie, for going for it because <laughs> a lot of the time, though, them, them outside-the-box ones, they feel good to do them. They're really good, but when they don't work, it's, <laughs> it is painful. And then when you have a gal of a podcast partner who keeps on joking about it, it doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't help. But um, yeah, so they they would be sort of the the main. Obviously, wolves um is is another one, uh, whether you're on free hit or not, because they do have a great run of fixtures. And then there's also Leicester, who still have good fixtures. Um, now we've just seen them score four goals. Um, yesterday, they were playing against Villa, um, but also Ndidi was back. So the the kind of block out on goals for Leicester in general and most specifically Vardy is perhaps cleared now. So it will be interesting to see how they play and if they get back into a rhythm and Didi is really critical to that team. So there's, it's probably less of a case of people buying Leicester assets, but more so a case of them not selling them if they have them. Um, so I guess those would be the key ones. And I, I really just think that if you're going to get maximum value out of this chip in, in a week, that's really hard to find upside when you consider some of the options and the teams that, that Mars has laid out there, um, you, you do need to press your advantage. And that advantage has never been more evident than in eyeballing those game week 30 and 32 fixtures in particular. And this coincides quite nicely, I think, with a strategy that we shall now call hashtag no disrespect to Villa, but <laughs> with matches versus Chelsea, hello Giroud, um, Wolves, Liverpool, United in their coming weeks, these are all teams that are in the, in, in the list of teams that we've recently discussed that have decent options, we could see some some joy there. And, I mean, oh, Villa, like, what can we say about Villa? Apparently, they don't even believe in defending set pieces now. They just stand there and do whatever they want. Shocking. They're, like, They're absolutely shocking. I mean, Mars, they are the Santa Claus of the Premier League. It's just like, oh. you have a goal, you have a goal, you have a goal. They're just handing them out like lollipops to children. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Even so, the... the- Wayne actually kept them in some of the games, made some silly mistakes yesterday, but they're just all over the place. And I think, you know, we keep repeating the stat and they are by far the worst team at giving away chances. So, you know, even crap players like Barnes and Vardy can score against them. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, the only team that I would add to this, Kylie, and I completely agree with you, is Everton. I think if you have their players, I know they disappointed you against Chelsea, I would agree. Everton yes. will do anything so in their power. It's the cup final to stop Liverpool from winning. So they will be going absolutely for it. I would not be benching or selling any of my Everton players if I owned any for the derby. And then after that, they have good fixtures after 31. So they bank blank in 31. They have good fixtures. And if you take away the Chelsea game, they are a team in form. And if you look at Richardson and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, they have been doing well. Yeah. So don't lose space Dom just score one was game. against Liverpool. Uh, well, the way we're defending, absolutely. Listen, it's going to be an amazing derby, especially especially if City draw points. Because if City draw, uh, if City get less than four points, Liverpool can win the title at, at, at Everton. Believe me, no Everton player or fan would want that to happen. And every single Liverpool player and fan would love that to happen. So it's going to be one hell of a derby, um, hopefully. I, I, and I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, I will. 
Um, one thing when you were when you were speaking about my United players, there is I have to say Bruno Fernandez. Uh, what a player he looks like! It's, yeah. it's it is one of those ones that because I decided a while back that I wasn't going to be free hitting in thirty one because I just had like Mars was laying out pretty much. I've a lot of the the best players would be from like your Wolves and Liverpool players that pretty much you're going to have six anyway. Um, and so I didn't think it was going to be worthwhile. But one problem with it is the selling of the likes of Fernandez because I got him in a couple of weeks ago and he was he was brilliant. Didn't like selling him and even against Man City he looked like um, the best player in the park really. But um, no, that's, yeah, one um, of the first names. On at the least walk-off. you didn't sell him. Well, no, I did sell him. I sold I sold him before you know for my Man City triple up in in midfield for the uh, for the ah. double game week. But I'll no, I'll definitely be getting him back in. But it yeah. will be obviously Best after thirty one. Best name on the wild card for me as well. Mm, Defo, great player. Um, Marzi, you have a bunch of listener questions for us to run through. Yeah, we we got a few. So we will start with uh, Jamie Dodd at JD Sukha. Uh, we have discussed it, but we'll just quickly. You know, time to sell Kev, isn't it? I think we, we say it really depends if he plays tomorrow or not, but definitely after 30, it could be time to say goodbye to Kev. Yes, I'd agree on that too. I think yeah. so, yeah. I, I, yeah. For, funny enough, of the Man City midfielders, I wouldn't mind seeing... Um, I think that Foden could actually see an awful lot more time towards could the end do. of the season. I think he could, yeah. Um, yeah. And if Sané is back as well. Um, Sterling is a player, though, if I if I um, of the Man City elite ones, if I had him, I'd be the most concerned because I know some people got him in for the double, but he doesn't look at all the same player. He just looks mm. so so much slower. Um, what I don't has know. happened to him? I'm not sure, but uh, but you know, I'd be concerned with that. But Kev, yeah, I reckon, I reckon so. I think he'll get definitely get rested, and if City are still in Champions League, that's where they'll be focusing. I think. I think I've said it before on Twitter. I said it yesterday. The less, the more Leicester keep winning, the more um, City can't mess about too much yes. because he does not want to finish below. Five so, points, so it's good for us. Is it? Five points, absolutely, which is nothing. Yeah. So he he would want to keep winning, no, it's not. you know. It, 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 and that, and that's that's good for us. He can't he can't go too crazy, but he will still you know he still has an amazing squad, right? Like so, there's still so many options there but to rest the key players. That Leicester result is probably helpful. It's a good point um, in terms of them doing well against Villas, maybe just keeping the heat on a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. He does not want to finish below second. Um, right, moving on. It's um, actually a very, very interesting question from uh, Hindu Monkey. Uh, Hindu Monkey. How do you think the inevitable move to behind closed doors EPL matches will affect FBL players and captain choices? Could actually be quite. I mean, it. I think there's some stadiums, obviously, which we would always kind of regard as being kind of more the fortress home fixture. Um, I don't. It'll. I think it'll impact those kind of teams more. You know, um, I guess the teams that are the more intimate grounds, like the older grounds, such as Anfield and so on. I don't know what is it as affected by these new stadiums like the Emirates and and the Etihad and so on. Um, but I think it'll it'll definitely affect the viewing and uh, the viewing pleasure, and it has to feel very peculiar for for the teams because they never they'll never really play in that scenario other than training sessions. Um, so I it'll be it'll be. What I think we, 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 what's that? Like the silence. Should play like this oh. every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was setting you up. But that from one, from an FBL point of view, do you think it will have an impact? Well, it has uh, to. I, That's what I'm saying. It, like it mm. would. 
it it make it it adds another um an element another variable to the equation is you know it 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 makes the home fixtures probably less um and less less beneficial and you think that the mm, away fixtures mm. it would take away the disadvantage of that because you wouldn't have the home fans on people's backs but i don't know okay that's a good yeah. point yeah that's that is a good point I was, and what about from like kylie from enjoyment of the game do you think like because there's i think i saw a discussion between uh hindu monkey flapjack and and others saying like oh um i think it was partridge like maybe we will not even have reporters inside so we don't even know what's happening yeah I, but surely I would think that they're, I mean, if they're going to risk the players by, by playing them against each other in that proximity. They can risk Gary Neville, reporters, surely. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 having uh, reporters that aren't sort of necessarily close together is... I think is, in Italy, in Italy know, they allowed fine. one reporter from each team and that was it. Okay. I heard something in one of the games. In other games, they allowed uh, 50 uh, members of press well, or something like that. They so better not risk Laura Woods. The severity of, they better of not risk Laura goes. Woods in there. We can't afford anything happening to her. Put um, no. Gary Neville, <laughs> Gary Neville up there. No problem in the world. <laughs> uh, moving on. FPL uh, underscore Motley Barnets at Motley Barnets. Uh, also, Again, I think we, we discussed this, but we, we just want to cover the question because we appreciate the questions coming in. With KDB seemingly kept in bubble wrap for FA Cup and Champions League games, would it be wise to downgrade to David Silva? Silva was played in the Premier League games which preceded the UCL games in the group stage, which I think is a, is a fair point. David Silva's last, last season. Do you, think, yeah. do you think Silva is an option? I think David Silva is an option. Not so sure about David Silva. I don't know uh, about Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, I mean, it is definitely it's good it's a good bit of uh, research there to, to like that he tends to play before the champions league games mm. i think though he, he definitely could i mean if it's his last it is his last season so he um he could get plenty of game time to um you know to to finish off his city career um but um yeah no i think that it, he he will he will see a lot more or bernardo silva will probably get a lot of minutes probably in midfield as well um when, so when hard to predict, though. you would like to think foden gets i mean if he doesn't get a chance now I would think, yeah. when is he gonna get the chance and to be honest every time i watch him play he's, he's, a, he's a quality player so and at his price he could be a great friend, uh differential um I missed this following Hindu's question. There was a question from FBL poker player. Uh, supplementary question. How do you think the inevitable subsequent move to cancel the Premier League season will affect FBL managers? I, I refuse to discuss this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had a rant on Twitter. I just, people, you know, I see, I know we joke about it and, you know, like, you're, oh my God, like, World War Three, then, then this to stop, anything to stop Liverpool. But I actually legit, legitimately see people Wishing the virus to spread in the country, wishing them getting sick over over a rival team winning the Premier League. I don't know what's more sad than that. Honestly, look in the mirror, slap yourself twice or three times, go have a shower, wash your hands, stink happy birthday five times to clean yourself because that is just ridiculous. Honestly, we got a rant. Yeah, we got a rant. <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> you absolutely it crazy. <laughs> Uh, right, we move on. 
FPL pool at United Fan 96. When should we get rid of Liverpool assets or is that dependent on them going through the Champions League? We discussed this, but um, Kylie, anything else to add? Oh, I mean, it's not something that would be on the agenda just yet. You know, they, um, I guess, must much depends on um, after we get past 31 and um, what happens in the Champions League. Do they have anything outside of the Premier League to fight for? There, there could be a lot of factors. And as you alluded to, Mars, I think we really need to see the pattern of play in these coming game weeks, mm. who is featuring, who's being rested before we start to make the kinds of decisions about Liverpool that we're starting to have to make about City right now. I think we're a little early to make a call on that just yet. But certainly it is something that we probably will have to get accustomed to thinking about Mm. in future game weeks. I don't know about you, Don, but as a fan, I would want to see. I would want to see people like Nico Williams, Minamino, Naby Keita, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott getting games with with the uh, established players. I so would, yeah, definitely. But also, I would love to see them smashing records as well. And I mean, the yeah. Champions League games, the Champions League, um, that would be my focus once we seal the title. But I would also say that um, that we waited a long time for, for this um, kind of a league season. And I would love to see them kind of really smash smash records and finish it on a high as opposed to kind of just letting it drift away. Because Champions League games, I mean, there's not that many of them, in fairness, mm, if you're yeah. looking at the remaining few months of the season. So I think that they can still focus a decent bit of attention. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the likes of Mane or Salah maybe rotating their games and not mm. having, you know, having one or two of the, of the front three in each game, not all three of them together. I think Bobby definitely needs a rest, bless him. That brings us nicely onto the next question, which I love, by the way. One other question out of Liverpool's front three, which would you all be and why? <laughs> for for, for FPO4, he said, uh, Don is Firmino, Mars is Salah, and Carly is Mane. I actually agree with him, and here's my reasoning, right? Yeah. So I said Carly was Mane because she was in the background, relatively unknown came risen got her move to the three amigos and suddenly became indispensable very uh, delivers week in week out and becomes one of the best players in the in in the world and 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 a great partnership for me then don is the Firmino because the work Mm -hmm. that he does in the background to allow salah and mane to deliver constantly is so underrated outside of the club, outside of the three amigos, whereas internally we know that without him, we would not function. And we've seen that. It would be because chaos. The, the, few <laughs> times that he, the few times that he wasn't here, it was, it was mayhem. Keeping it all together, definitely. Absolutely. You are the glue. You are the glue. And, uh, and yeah, for, for Salah, I think, you know, yeah, so th- that, that leaves me. But I guess if, if I look... We both were on the bench uh, early on, made a couple of good appearances, got a couple of articles, then got picked up by the three amigos, had a, had a fantastic year. But frankly, with that Mane, would not be delivering. And I rely on Mane quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> to deliver. And I can be quite selfish. So, yeah, I'm definitely Salah. So there we go. <laughs> Brilliant question. I love that question. <laughs> and I think we all thought, I think we all kind of felt like, yeah, those were the right answers as well, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, back quickly to FPL. Uh, Jeff Holt-Dilligaff, okay? Uh, Austin 66 UK. 
He currently have eight playing for game week 31 plus two free transfers. Gets him 10 out of three players. If he goes with no keeper, he doesn't want to take a hit. He's going to go without a keeper. Should I take a hit to replace Torore with a more depend- dependable Wolves player? I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a hit to replace a player that already plays. I have Snodgrass, which is a similar example. Lost his place, but I'll keep him, hoping that he will start or comes on. What do you guys think? Yeah. I completely agree. I think Jeff's in a, a super position as far as being set up for 31 is. I think there is a huge advantage to be able to being able to field 10 players with no hits in mm. that game week. You're pretty well nullifying the, the free hits um, uh, in, in terms of fielding basically a full team. And you're then um, you're not taking a hit. And so that gives you an advantage against all of those who are taking hits. And I suspect we will see many, even if only to field maybe eight or nine. So um, I don't think there's enough advantage. You could easily get a one-pointer from from someone that you bring in. Mm. Um, So I I certainly would be – I wouldn't be making the keeper move. And I also wouldn't be moving Traore because I think he'll he'll either start or he'll come on and, you know – Every every point will count that week, and I don't think it's worth a hit. I think the only reason I would do it if I know he's injured, definitely injured, no, then maybe I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. But if but he's not, otherwise no, no. Uh, cool. And then um, a couple of last fun questions. FBL Coppola at Coppola FBL. Kylie, what was your first favorite birthday present apart from the Barnes uh, brace? Well, honestly, it was. Um, Paul's face when the brace was happening. It was like... I didn't know where that was going. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, could have, could have got a bit weird there. Um, it was... It, it was... Uh, it was a sight to behold because I think he's still muttering um, Barnes under his breath like consistently, but he was just in this absolute shock and I was like having a fit with just... I was so happy every time he did something, every time he went anywhere near that goal and you could just see Paul just like, oh, my God, it's, it's, this is <laughs> happening. It was it was just the, the cherry on top of a wonderful, wonderful weekend. So, yes. Yes, Paul, we, we heard she got pampered and all that, so well done. But, yeah, yeah, she was also happy that you were, um, you know. That he did not have bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and we, let's uh, we'll wrap up the questions from the random question from Jeff. Um, this week, I'll ask you to make up acronyms of your first names that express who you are. Have you thought about this? Yeah. Um, don't you have little, to do We did a little bit of research, but I, I don't. Um, mine isn't good. Darkly oh, organized narcissist. Oh. <laughs> uh, Cool. That is nearly as bad as mine, which is marvelous at ranting zealously. I don't even know if that's. I don't even know if that's a word, but I just <laughs> zealously is a word. Yeah, yeah. I'll make it up. <laughs> um, I'm making one up on the fly here, uh, which which isn't good. So um, I might be uh, kind, useful. I'm taking that. Uh, who suggested you? I think. Um, Jeff did because I was like yak like and I don't think a particular yak like yapping yapping actually kind of works maybe a little bit but I'm also relatively useful I think of a hyena when I hear yapping though (laughs) 
I think my voice just went quite high pitched there. So what are we thinking? Um, kind. I wouldn't say I'm especially kind, but it starts with a K. So kind, youthful, loco, independent, extrovert. There we go. Loco. I like that. That's yeah. much better than mine anyway, Kylie. Well done. <laughs> cool. And that's it. Uh, over to you, Don. Good stuff. Thanks, Minnie Mersey. Um, and final part of our show, of course, is our game week plans and our captain pick. So, um, looking at our game week 30 lineups, Kylie, come to you first. Um, what are likely to be your moves and who are you likely to be captain? So, I think the captaincy is quite difficult this week um, because I, I'm not sure what to expect from this. Liverpool Everton match. Um, I have Salah. Salah's a, a decent fallback, as we know, but um, these the, these matches can be quite tricky to to pick. So he might be my fallback, but I'm quite keen to to maybe look um, elsewhere. I think honestly, if I had Sharud in my team, I think I'd captain him against um, terrible Villa. Also because I just want to see him smile, um, but. I, yeah, so I'm not really sure on captaincy at the moment. It is also possible my team all have pretty good fixtures this week. So I'm contemplating just saving the transfer. It, the transfer will be going towards 31 because I'm not playing my free hit. Um, and I'm planning to field nine players for 31. So I'm either going to make one of those moves this week um, I'm just not sure which one, and I think realistically I might just save it and do the the three moves next week. So we'll we'll see. I went a bit crazy with Pepe, and now I'm kind of swinging. The pendulum's going in the other direction. <laughs> the other direction. Yeah, you're on negative it tilt. Out, yeah. yeah. Um. The yeah. No. That I'm I'm at currently on Captain Salah as well. Um. And I think I'll probably be staying there because. Well, I just want to captain a Liverpool player, I guess, against Everton. And the, as you mentioned, though, there's a lot of good fixtures this week, like Southampton at Norwich, Vardy is at Watford, Jimenez at, um, at West Ham. There's a lot of away fixtures, but having said that, there's a lot of tasty ones as well. My likely is, again, just one of those moves that I will be bringing in a blank game week player. So um, likely to be getting rid of Stevens and the mentioned Ngokia is one that I'm looking at. I just want to build my little my bodies a little bit for 31, whilst also kind of organising myself that's a little sinister. bit. Hmm? I said that sounds sinister. It I is. want to build my bodies. <laughs> build my bodies. <laughs> sounds fucking excellent. <laughs> but uh the uh yeah no but building building some um building some players and that for for 31 and i'm happy enough with him to be honest with you i i'm not getting in defenders isn't something that i want to um it isn't something for the blank game week that i'd be particularly bothered about doing if i was a little bit short in that side of things um but again wood is another one that i'd be looking at too burnley um they do play in the blank and they have nice fixtures to end the season so wood is one that i'm looking for from there but really probably um just a very boring move for 31 um and then i'll be using my other free transfer next week on another blank game player and probably adding a hit on top of that um so that's really where we're at at the moment uh marzi what about yourself yeah, so <clears throat> it really depends on City and KDB and Aguero. 
But the plan was to make two moves this this week and two moves the next week. So I get the eleven players. Happy to make one move and then do uh, three moves the week after. So uh, minus eight is not going to bother me for this. In uh, overall for game week thirty one, I think the players that I'm getting over two to three games will will cover that just by appearance points. So honestly, not bothered. Um, I think if KDB is out or whatever, then that's easy. I want to get Sar in. That's one thing, and then probably uh, Ings is going to go as well. Uh, Aguero's another. So really, I don't know. It just depends between now and uh, and Saturday uh, what news we get. Also, the fact that let's start playing early. Hopefully, we'll get early team news. If Perez is starting, I probably will keep him one more week and then he goes um, away to Watford. You know, I, I fancy you know anything can happen, right? Like Leicester the way they're playing. Uh, captain. Again, it's so annoying. Yeah, probably be Salah, but if Aguero or KDB don't start and we know they're starting on Saturday at home to Burnley, yeah, probably. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Alas. I agree with um, the, you know, it's, it's, it is one of those games. I prefer probably, as you're mentioning there, to kind of do a minus four each week. Mm. Um, but but the reality is, is all the fixtures look really good this week, so I don't really want to change my team too much. Um, so I might just do yeah. a transfer and then take hits before 31. Um, with the you know with the usual built-in thing that when you take hits for um for a blank at least if you're you're placing players that aren't playing then it's really only costing you the two. But um but do bear in mind that you'll have to have them players in your team afterwards as well. So <laughs> if you're going to be Unless moving players card. back out. Yeah, unless you're yeah. wildcarding. No. Yes, yes, Absolutely. yes. I, listen, I don't want to think of anyone else's circumstances other than my own, Kylie. Um, and since I don't have a wildcard, nobody has a wildcard. Uh, <laughs> Fair that's, enough. That's all we got time for on tonight's show. Um, we have been Mars. You can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. Myself, you can find at the Marple Curse. And of course, make sure you're following our group account at 3AmigosFPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Good luck in game week 30. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.